Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Itch and Bitch. I'm Daisy. And I'm Katie. And today we'll be talking about how the cream subscribed to help our skin could be potentially doing more harm than good. We are joined today by one of the lovely Scratch That ladies, Harriet, aka TSW Harriet. Harriet, introduce yourself. Hi. Yeah, I'm Harriet and I've been going through TSW now for just over three years um, and I'm one of the founding members of Scratch That. So it's great to speak to you today uh, about uh, topical steroid withdrawal. Amazing. Firstly, would you be happy to give us a brief summary of what TSW is and how it affects the body? Yeah, of course. I'm going to start by saying I'm not a medical professional and anything I say is based on my own experience and the research that I've done. As the name suggests, TSW or topical steroid withdrawal is a drug withdrawal from topical steroid creams. It can also be from oral steroids or injections and immunosuppressants. But from my experience, it's all in terms of steroid creams. Often this comes with people who have used these creams for skin conditions such as eczema, psoriasis, but it also has been seen in patients who don't have a skin condition to start with. We've seen it with people who have applied the creams on loved ones or have used the creams for cosmetic reasons such as skin whitening and uh, things like that. And although it's most known as a skin condition, it's important to know that it goes far deeper than just the skin. It's a systemic drug withdrawal and it has systemic effects on your whole body and many of your systems. So in terms of skin symptoms you might see, it can start often with redness, and that can spread across the whole body or be contained to certain areas. Many people refer to red sleeves, which is where the redness stops suddenly at the wrists and feet. That can then be quite burning in terms of a sensation. Following that, the skin can ooze with this liquid called serous exudate. I'm not going to get too technical, but it's uh, kind of a related to blood, but it kind of a thinner, it gets through the skin in a different way. And um, yeah, and then when that process is happening, you can often get quite swollen and you get edema in in your face in your limbs I had it really badly in my legs and then depending on whether you moisturize or not you might experience slightly different symptoms I chose to stop moisturizing and went incredibly scabby I got really bad cracking in my skin particularly around the joints and then uh, that tends to shed and flake massively like we're not talking just a dusting of, of dry skin it's hoovering your bed every day and sweeping up flakes with a dustpan and brush type thing it's, it's quite severe and then as I mentioned it's not all skin so some of the systemic effects that people can experience in this uh, condition are and these are all things that I experienced myself insomnia uh, not just due to the itch but just you know your body is fighting to heal at that point and it can affect all sorts of things to do with your hormones and things that regulate sleep so at my worst I wasn't sleeping till seven in the morning and I'd sleep all morning and that was how I managed yeah I actually saw someone posting that apparently sleeping from like 6am to 10 in the morning is the best time because something to do with your histamine levels. I don't know if it's best. It might be more possible, I suppose. Okay. And that would make sense for my, my experience. What I was told from a kind of healing point of view is it's really important to sleep between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., which oh, okay. for me was really unhelpful to know because that was just nigh on impossible. Yeah. Even if I went yeah. to bed at that time, uh, I would lie awake, either scratching furiously or just lying there thinking, why on earth can't I get sleep until okay. seven or eight, you know, light starts coming in through the window and you just think, right, now I'll 
drift off. So yeah, insomnia is a bad one. Uh, weight loss, I experienced quite severe weight loss. I was eating a lot and not moving at all. And yet I lost probably about two stone uh, in a matter of I don't know, a month or two, perhaps, which is quite shocking, particularly for those around oh, you. Yeah. I also lost a lot of my hair. So some people just generally get quite thinning of their hair around their hairline. But I also lost a lot from the rest of my head. I had severe scabbing on my scalp and that pulled off all the hair. So uh, not only was I uncomfortable in pain and looking like a monster, then lost my hair as well. Temperature regulation can also be affected again, as I said topical steroids can stimulate natural hormones that we have in our body so the topical cream replaces the cortisol that we'd normally have in our body and so when we stop using them our bodies don't know how to cope with that sudden drawl from them so I had really bad temperature issues where even through a heat wave I was sat under a blanket freezing and if someone took the blanket off me I would bite their head off <laughs> uh, my skin was radiating heat but I just felt freezing cold I think that's partly due to the way your skin is affected and, and it can't contain that heat regulation anymore and also I don't know whether they're just symptoms in their own right or if they're as a result of the other things that I went through but my, I've never had anxiety in my life but I certainly have it now <laughs> mental health takes a complete battering in TSW and it's not to be taken lightly anxiety panic depression are all things that many people talk about experiencing because of TSW and that's something that you know it needs support in its own right never mind the skin condition or the other things you're going through if you're struggling with your mental health because of this condition it's really important to seek support and then the one thing that I've not mentioned yet because it kind of comes under skin but also other is just the itch the itch is like nothing I've ever experienced and I always said you know if someone held a gun to my head and said stop scratching or I'll shoot you I'd have been dead because there is nothing that would have stopped me I've had cramps in my hands my fingernails have been infected from scratching oh my God. I get breathless from scratching so hard for so long I'm still really itchy now at three years I must say that's the one thing I'm still really struggling with and, and my boyfriend has had quite enough of scratching for me I think he, he's complaining that he's tired and his hands hurt and I think oh no <laughs> so the itch is just on a whole nother level like it's bone deep and it's just insatiable and it's just yeah way more than than what I would consider an eczema itch and yeah I think that's the thing is this condition is often mistaken for badly managed or severe eczema and there's not enough recognition of this as a condition in its own right yeah just listening to you describing that it's really like hitting hard with me and it's making me quite emotional just hearing everything you've been through it's a lot and I just can't believe that the UK like across the world they're not recognizing TSW even for just the mental health effects it have and just you describing like the anxiety and everything just takes me back to when I had really bad alopecia and I guess maybe Maybe the anxiety side of things is because it kind of clicks something in you, just like such a physical change to your appearance. Obviously, that's going to cause some form of anxiety to come out because there's no way of escaping it. Like if you've got such bad, you know, TSW even skin every day, you look in the mirror and you see it and it's like you can't hide it. So I can see why anxiety would be affected so badly by it. What makes me really emotional is I receive messages quite a lot from people who are really mm. struggling with TSW and I just don't know how to reply. And when they tell me what they're going through, like I find myself sitting in front of my phone, like weeping about mums who have given their two-year-old baby like topical steroid for its head as prescribed by the doctor. And I, I start like reading the messages and I just feel totally overwhelmed because I can't even give you advice to help you because I just don't know. Yeah. We're not in a position to give that advice. We shouldn't be asking other people to fix our medical problems. There should be medical support out there. 
that's the thing and and I think that's one of the things that I found most difficult about going through this is the fear I'm I'm still scared now but at my worst I had to take three and a half months off work and I moved in with my parents to be cared for it was so bad that I I couldn't feed myself I couldn't dress myself I couldn't bathe myself and my mum who is a very capable woman she's raised three children to adulthood successfully she was just saying I I don't know how to care for you I don't know if I'm doing the right things I don't know if you're doing the right thing by going through this are you sure in your decisions and I was saying no I'm not sure I'm guessing because of other people's experience and I have to hope that this is the answer and I think that's what's so awful about this condition is if it would be bad enough to go through this with someone saying it's okay this is how it's meant to go. Don't worry about that. I can check this. Here's medication for that bit of it. And with some guidance and understanding. But when you're just relying on other people who have been before you, you just feel completely alone and completely vulnerable. I think what I'll just say at this point, because I don't want people to hear my story and think, oh my God, if I go through this for three years, how on earth do you do it? Firstly, it hasn't all been completely awful. There have been times where I've been on holiday there have been times when I've had fun and worn what I want to wear. I felt good about myself. It hasn't been awful for three years. So I just want to put that out there because when I was first starting going through this and I relied heavily on Facebook groups, you put a post out saying, I'm really struggling. I'm at three months in or whatever. And you'd get comments saying, oh, I'm four years in and I'm still doing it. And you think, oh my God. And it's just, you know, that's a sentence that I couldn't kind of yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, I don't want people to hear my story and think that. So even though I'm still dealing with some symptoms now, it's nothing like what I went through at the beginning. And at the beginning, I started a, a countdown thing on my phone, like a count up calendar thing of, of when I gave up and it was telling me every day. And every day I was checking it, hoping that it had suddenly jumped to being months down the line and I could leave that behind me. And suddenly those months do start to pass. You know, you take it minute by minute, hour by hour. Um, because that's all you can focus on and then before you know it you know you're celebrating those months and years behind you of healing. Harry I just love how you your mindset works like you're always able to like just then you've just brought it back to a positive which is a really powerful thing and it really shows to me like how amazing you are as well and it's just making me think of that little quote the power is not what happens to you but how you react to the situation so being able to see the small positive like in every negative no matter how small that positive will just really help when it comes to like healing like physically and mentally like just accepting that journey and process and like you said like you were on line on Facebook groups and you saw people saying I'm four years in when you were only a few months or a year in so that makes you think oh my god am I going to be going through it that long but we've always got to remember everyone is different and it's a very common thing that comes up but healing is not linear and everyone is different so I just want to push out to anyone who's listening right now that just focus on your own journey and stop comparing yourself to others because everyone is so different. Well, thank you for saying that, because honestly, I once cried my eyes out because my dad told me I was a negative person. <laughs> so to be told that I am that person that can see positive in things is something that, you know, I've not really appreciated until recently. I often heard people who had healed from TSW saying, oh, it's the hardest thing I've ever been through, but it's the best decision I ever made. And I was always thinking, no, nah, I'm not there yet. And, you know, people that have quit their jobs and started a new business and they've left a bad relationship and it's, you know, changed their life. And I was always thinking, what has this given me? I still don't feel like this has actually gifted me anything. 
But actually, I think that is one thing that I've taken from this is one, a complete revelation in terms of my own strength, because at my worst, as I said, when I was living with my parents, I would just cry all day, every day, pretty much just, you know, pottering around the house, hobbling and saying, I'm broken, I'm broken. And I honestly felt like as strong as a piece of wet tissue paper. And actually having been through this process now, I think I did a post on this saying, I feel like I'm made of granite. I, if any, I, I did a bungee jump when I went traveling and I remember thinking, right, you can do that. You can go on the Ferris <laughs> wheel. You can go on the rise you're scared of. And now I'm like, I've been through something so horrendous and okay, I'm not completely healed, but I've come out the other side intact and nothing can be that bad. <laughs> got so many messages this weekend and that's how I feel about every person who's messaged me struggling with TSW I just think they're all heroes because it's uh, emotionally it's broken me down and all the messages I've been getting have been like look it's hard but you will get through this and you will be stronger at the end of the day and like yeah the first few days I've just been crying every day like you said and the messages I've got are probably what's kept me going like I feel so blessed to have people who I can see have gone through it and are better like you said like yourself and are stronger now it's just that start that's so overwhelming and you just you're just looking for answers constantly and reassurance and thinking what on earth and you know going back to the whole being broken thing one of the moments that I had that really meant a lot to me was um my mum as I said looked after me at my worst and and I thought she was handling it okay I knew it was hard but she only confessed to me much later on that she used to find it really tough and cried but we went on holiday together to mark getting better from this Uh, it was actually uh, about a year and a half ago I've got worse since then again but um when I went on holiday with my mum we were in Portugal where loads of the buildings are tiled we found these bits of broken tile on the street and we took them home and when I got back mum my mum gave one to me and said oh turn it over read the back and she'd written on it for Harriet no longer broken and I obviously burst into tears and she was like I'm just so pleased that we got to this point like you've done so well and then that Christmas um I took the other bit of tile and wrote on it and I wrote on it for mum for putting me back together oh my god you guys are so cute and then I made the, I know you can't oh. see this if you're listening, but we put them in, I made these little posters. So glad you have a boyfriend there to support you and your parents, you know, like I can't imagine going through something like this alone or even mm. without like the support I get online through my partner doing things like washing my hair at the moment, which I thought I'd always be able to do, you know, like, mm. so I think that for me was the hardest thing and it's triggered my anxiety because I don't want you to feel like you're spending your time caring for me. And it's also just changes the nature of your relationship. Like you're less of an equal. I mean, I felt pathetic a lot of the time, but there was nothing I could do about that. You know, we always said, he, he was, he'd always say, oh, you'd do the same for me. And I think, I don't know if I could, but then I'd say to him, I don't know if you could go through what I'm going through, to be honest with you, on the way he deals with some other stuff that, you know, health condition type stuff. He'd have been an A&E repeatedly. So I think we had our roles and we did well in them. Just starved in my flat or something. Emotionally, there were times when it was all I had to keep going was those few people that stayed with me I did lose some friends through this but um having those people you know kept me going kept me fighting but I would say further on through the journey it's sometimes more difficult because you do feel this responsibility to get back to normal and be the person that they signed up for you know I'm still scratching I'm still itching I'm still not wearing what I want I'm still not taking care of myself like I would before sometimes I do think well if I didn't have someone else relying on me I just wouldn't mind as much definitely shows who the real people in your life are though like 
your friends and stuff like the friends who actually message you and actually are worried and stuff like that not the friends who want you to go for drinks and aren't coming and then when you say no you don't hear from them (laughs) yeah exactly yeah I mean, it's such a cliche, you know who your friends are type thing. But honestly, this experience has really shown me that. And I've had people who have really surprised me, who have been so supportive or even just sent one message unexpectedly. And I thought, bloody hell, I didn't think I'd hear from them. That's so nice of them. And then I've had the people that I would have spent most of my social time with who have. And I really found that difficult. And when I did, I brought it up with them because I thought maybe they've no idea how I'm feeling and it's not fair to to be thinking all these things about how they're not there for me and it's not fair and they've let me down when they have no idea that I'm feeling like that so I did bring it up with them and said like I just thought we were closer than this and we'd be able to kind of support each other through things like this and they just got really awkward and our friendships probably will never be the same and that's sad but you know some friendships are there for a certain period of life and they're not going to be there forever and that's okay um One of my friends who I've known for much less time than them, just one of the biggest things she did for me was make me a playlist. And my mum came out into the garden and I was singing along to this playlist and she was like, oh my God, she's singing again. Like, you know, she's got a smile on her face. And this friend came over to my parents' house. Like, bear in mind, she's not a school friend who'd met my parents before. And my mum said, this is the first time I've seen her actually laugh. Can you please come back? (laughs) And it. And, and now we're really close friends and, you know, it's been amazing. I think she was someone who's experienced anxiety and depression and stuff before. So she gets it. And I think the biggest thing in our community is you realise those people who just get it and will just be rooting for you. And there's no competition or anything. It's just yeah. I want you to I want to see you doing well. And that's really lovely. Um, these kind of messages you get when you when you are feeling down, like the messages of support I was getting from people I didn't know who'd be like, I've, yeah. seen, I've seen what you're going through at the moment. Like you, you look like you're having a really tough time. And they'd send pictures and be like, look, I have exactly the same. My eyes are really swollen too. And I'd be like, oh my God, it's just so nice to hear from someone like who who knows exactly how you feel and just relates it's almost like Mm. an unspoken bond in like a sense absolutely and I think that's where scratch that came from is we all we had met at a um London meetup because there's a London Facebook group for people going to BTSW and I'm not from London but I went anyway and we met there and then uh, one of the girls lives near somewhere that offers cryotherapy and she'd been doing it and found found it really helpful for her skin so she was like why don't you come up and stay with me and try it so in the end it was me and Lou went up there we got a lift with Lou's mum and we were going for I think we did plan to stay overnight potentially but we ended up staying for five days and Hannah was just amazing she was going through TSW herself but again because you know we are a lovely community she she put us up for five days, looked after us, hoovered our skin flakes for us and took us to cryotherapy. And then the others came up as well to try it. And, and from that point, we just said, this isn't okay that we are going through this with no support. And that's that's kind of how Scratch That started. So we'd love to hear a bit about Scratch That as you're one of the founding members. We'd also love to hear kind of what you guys want to achieve with the whole goal and where it's going. Cool, yeah. As I said, we came together just as friends going through the same condition, but we decided, you know, we could do something. We could change the way that the support is offered and 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 try to fight for recognition of this condition. So we had a kind of a brainstorming uh, session and came up with the name and came up with the loose goal of wanting to offer support for people going through this and also wanting to work with medical professionals to try and raise awareness of our experience and hopefully eventually get this recognised and get support out there. And potentially, you know, the, the end goal is to change the way that topical steroids are prescribed and managed to avoid this happening in the first place. So prevention and support. 
we felt that the, the, the Facebook groups were great, but they can get quite ugly. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. As I said, I stopped using them because I just found it really depressing sometimes. One, if you subscribe to the group, you're constantly getting a stream of people suffering, which is horrible to watch. And also I found that when you put out a message, you got so much conflicting information and there were people on there who I just felt weren't as positive and supportive as they could have been. I then started an Instagram account, which I found much more um, supportive. And also I feel like you get to know people a lot better. You get to see their yeah. story rather than just seeing a name on a group and you don't really understand the rest of their journey or their situation. And we just thought, although it's great and you can message people and you can see people's stories, we wanted some factual information about TSW, about how to manage it, about how to cope that people could access. We, we really benefited from the information from ITSAM, which is the International Topical Steroid Addiction Network, which is American. And they've done loads of work in trying to get this condition recognised and offering support for people going through it. But we just felt like we needed something in the UK and to work with UK organisations and the NHS and all of that kind of stuff. We compiled a lot of content for our website. We, we kind of looked at what we felt we needed at the time. You know, what is this that I'm experiencing? Because, you know, some of the symptoms, you think, why is this happening? What's the reason? And sometimes just knowing a bit more about it can reduce the fear that you're experiencing and then looking at kind of what can help so practical advice like you know ice packs can be really helpful I still use ice packs now to manage my itch I sleep with two under my pillow and I'm trying to accept using them during the day again I'm trying to accept that now they do help whereas I had kind of said no I don't need them during the day I don't want to go back there yeah um tip ever like yeah this, honestly this I think they've like changed my life like an ice roller as well or I'm gonna that's on my that's on my shopping list is a jade roller that you can put in the freezer and stuff yes, but, I um, an actual ice one so it like free oh, oh my god someone sent it to me I think it was uh Bethan but it was just <laughs> I got it and it's been like an actual yeah I did buy a little gel <laughs> eye pack that you like this little mask that oh, looks like yeah. a Zorro mask <laughs> that you put in the freezer um and I've seen uh Carla has one that's like full face <laughs> which looks amazing oh, yeah I've seen those but honestly I first realized how useful those kind of things were when I was first going through it and I just had that red burning skin and I remember I was going I started in January so I remember going home in my car and just putting my hand up against the glass window and then putting it on my face like trying to get as much cold as I could and then I came home put a wet flannel on my face with an ice pack on it and just sat there <laughs> and tried to take the heat out of my skin um, so yeah, we try to share practical um, support ideas as well to help you manage it. And then we talk about, you know, the mental health aspect and the getting support from loved ones and that kind of thing. So we, we put a lot of content out on our website, which we hope is really helpful for people looking for information. And also for those people who do get questions, you can just signpost people because before it was, oh, I'm going to have to answer another message with the same stuff. And I'm only one person, whereas we felt if you can just say, Look, actually scratch that, I've got a lot of information, why don't you go and check it out? it gives somewhere for people to go. So that's been a huge part of what we want to do. But now we are trying to be part of the conversation in terms of eczema and skin conditions and the use of steroids so that we can we can talk about patient experience and feed into the conversation around this. Because recently the British Association of Dermatologists and the uh, National Eczema Society released a joint statement acknowledging that this is a condition that exists, which is a huge step for our community and meant a lot to us. I mean, I remember dancing around the kitchen about it, but it only goes so far and we're still seeing that patients aren't having that experience in the clinic room with a GP or a dermatologist they're still coming up against people saying oh you're steroid phobic you're not using them enough you're not using them properly 
you've just read up on this on the internet and that's not a real thing and that can be damaging in itself um when you're just constantly coming up against brick walls from the people that you're meant to get support from and that's when you turn to other people and while the support that you can get from our community is incredible it's valuable and it's necessary we're not medical professionals and it gets dangerous when people are showing a photo and someone's going oh no that's just tsw and it could be a really chronic skin infection and we need we agree yeah exactly and we're not we're not we shouldn't be doing that we're not able to and it's not helpful and it can be detrimental so as much as it's what we're relying on now we really want to be able to to kind of inform medical professionals of our experience so that they can then say okay well we can actually offer a bit of support with that even if we don't know exactly what to do we can guide you and tell you that's an infection or that's not an infection and here's some medications that can help some of the symptoms you're dealing with I think it's also kind of important to say is if you have got a skin infection or you think you do, and even if people are telling you it's TSW or whatnot, it's always worth getting it checked and being safe than being sorry. Just because you've listened to people online, you don't know that they're always correct. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a danger in this community of people being afraid of doctors and angry at doctors and refusing medical care and I think I understand where that comes from I felt angry at some of the people that I've seen in the medical profession as well but one you've got to remember that they are human people they only know what they know and you know if they're reading textbooks from the 70s that have out of date information that's not necessarily their fault but what I would say is if you don't get great help from your GP ask to see somebody different there's many GPs in different practices there's probably more than one practice that you're uh, in the catchment area for try and see someone else and try to get a good relationship with someone when I first had a successful GP appointment Um, I think I cried and said to her you're the first person that's actually listened to my whole story and talked to me as if you understand how this affects my whole life and you haven't just started tapping out a prescription for steroids when I mention it's about my skin. And I kept her um, on my side all through TSW. And although she still didn't quite agree with TSW as a concept, she saw what was going on in front of her and tried to help me and understand what I was going through. And that meant so much to me. Um, So I would say if you can get a medical professional that's on board and even if they don't fully agree with you, accept the level of of agreement you're going to get. And I mean, I went to one dermatology appointment where I was able to show how much my skin had improved without using steroids. And as a result of that, I got asked to go to a regional dermatology clinic and meet lots of training dermatologists. And I fully prepared with leaflets about my condition I put photos of what I'd experienced and mentioning all the symptoms showing progress photos and just said you know I'm willing to talk to anyone about this because I feel so passionately about the fact that I don't want other people to follow the same path as me I I think I felt like a lemming just thinking don't fall into this trap it's it's not the right way that I'm just I'm so strongly of the belief that this can be prevented and if people can learn from my experience it's too late for me to be helped by them but I don't mind like I've I've been through it. I've got here. How can I help people in the future? Um, And what we need is medical professionals to to hear us and accept that. And, you know, we need to put our ego aside and our anger aside and say, let's work together to make a change here because we can. While we're on this topic, we did actually have a question from one of our followers asking how to talk to your doctor or dermatologist. They don't acknowledge TSW. So would you say that from what you've just said, that if your doctor doesn't necessarily agree or acknowledge it to just look for like another one in your catchment area or what would be your best piece of advice for someone in that situation? 
it is a really good question. I think it's something that we're coming, we're, we're getting those questions a lot because you think, well, how can I talk to someone about a condition that they're denying even exists? So yes, see if you can find someone else that does have a either a loose understanding of it or is willing to open their mind to the fact that it could yeah. be real. If you can't, as I said, accept the amount that they are willing to help with, even if they say, oh, it's, it's badly managed eczema, you can still get help for that. You can still say, well, what do I do about it? Some will just say you need to use more steroids. That can get difficult, particularly with children, because, you know, you hear horror stories of children being threatened with to be taken away by social services and things like that. And that obviously is quite a difficult situation. If you're an adult and you're in charge of your own medical care, I was just very strong and said, look, I'm not going to go back on steroids. Like, I believe that this has made it worse. Do your own research about topical steroid withdrawal and not just from Instagram and Facebook, but look up ITSAN, look at Scratch Lats website. There are some YouTube videos from Dr. Marvin Rappaport in America, who was one of the first people to kind of acknowledge that it exists and talk about it as a condition. There's also doctors in uh, Japan, Dr. Sato, I believe, and things like that. So there's lots of resources out there. There are journals about it, kind of and do some research so that you can go there informed rather than just saying yeah. help me I don't know what's going on you can say I think this is what what's going on I've done some research blah 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 yeah I think I've got to the point now where because my symptoms are more minor when I do have an appointment I actually use it as an opportunity to try and educate them on TSW if you're actually going through the, the pits of it try not to worry about the cause and just focus on your own healing get what you need to yeah. from them even if they're not acknowledging it as a condition. I, I was going to dermatology appointments and in the waiting room, you have to fill in the survey of like, over the last two weeks, how much has your eczema affected your work life? How much has your eczema affected your whatever? And I was crossing out eczema. I'm not having that, not being called eczema. No, no, no. It's going to make no difference. But I just felt like, are you not telling me this is eczema? I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, so I'd say just be informed, do your own research and have a have a clear goal in mind as to what you're trying to get out of that appointment. Are you actually going to get recognised as a condition or are you wanting some help because you can't sleep or you've got yeah. an infection or whatever it is? And, and try to focus on yourself before you're worrying about whether they're denying that your condition exists. That will come in time, I'm sure. A lot of people are asking, like, how long do you have to use steroids for this to happen? Like, is there a limit or not? Because, yeah, I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there. Like, you have to be on it for, like, 10 years to see any kind of issues when we know from people's journeys that that's not the case. Yeah, well, I think it's difficult because even the information that you get on the, the patient information leaflet that comes in steroid creams, I think most of them say use for two weeks or something like that. But even yeah. that conflicts with the information that GPs are giving out. So some GPs will give the same information. Some will say, you're not using enough, use more, use stronger, use for longer and that I found particularly difficult because you're constantly seeing different GPs or different dermatologists and getting different advice from everyone which just means you're completely confused and you've no idea whether you're using the products correctly or not and by the time you're experiencing problems of potential addiction to the creams the putting more cream on isn't going to solve the problem um, when I think my skin was addicted to steroids rather than eczema, I was using steroids and it wasn't making it better. And that's when I started to think there's a problem here. And for me, I, I had eczema as a kid and used steroids a reasonable amount on my knees and elbows, probably hydrocortisone, but I have no idea, I don't remember. But it was as an adult when I started suddenly going up the potencies um, and I was just having to use them a lot. And I was thinking this isn't a case of using it for two weeks, it gets it under control and then I can go without for a while. It was it's on and off on and off on and off Consistent, yeah. um yeah and some people will say oh I've used steroids for 40 years and I'm fine some year, some you know that same person next year might go oh no I've got a problem now they might never and then there are some people who say I used it exactly as I was told to for two weeks and I stopped using it and everything went worse and exploded in this rash so 
Sure. I don't think there's a clear answer. I think that's one of the issues that medical professionals probably have is we're all so different that there's no clear pattern in terms of who's going to get addicted and have a withdrawal process and who can use steroids with no issues whatsoever. And I think that's something I'd like to make clear is that at Scratch That we are not anti-steroid. We're not saying that steroids should never be used. We are saying they need to be much he- more heavily regulated. Yeah. There needs to be other options for skincare other than steroids. They're a first line of defence and it's looking at allergens and things like that. They may never have even had to use the steroid cream yeah. but because the skin seems to be so misunderstood it's you know some people have a really stressful period get an eczema rash go to the doctors and are given a steroid which creates a bigger problem whereas if they'd been given advice on how to manage stress or oh I hear skin problem I'm typing out a a steroid prescription let's hope that works and off you go yeah and that's what we want to change and and I think the other thing is if someone starts reporting a problem and they're using steroid creams you should be looking into that and discussing stopping them and trying something else because personally I was going in and saying I've done a skin diary I've kept track of everything I'm eating and what I'm using and all this and I was dismissed and told that that was making me more stressed and not to bother and that's when I was off of methotrexate and I just thought well, you're not trying to get to the root of this problem and so I think that's that's something we want to see change is anyone that experiences these difficulties gets listened to rather than just told that it's it's not an issue at all this actually isn't a question from our followers it's a question from me um you did cryotherapy and it's obviously something I've been looking into because of the heat and the redness currently my skin's just always radiating heat Mm. I just wanted to see your views on it and like if you had a good experience kind of what the deal was yeah so I mean the other thing with this condition is you're so desperate and there are so many people that will tell you that something helps and you will jump on it and spend thousands of pounds on it. I've spent thousands of pounds on fake nails, which have helped. I've spent, I don't know, 20 pounds on ice packs, which have helped immeasurably. I've spent hundreds on supplements. I've tried hypnotherapy. I've tried acupuncture. I've tried lots of different things and cryotherapy. I tried it because Hannah had said that she found it helpful. So it's always good to have something that someone else can kind of vouch for. Um, And cryotherapy, if anyone doesn't know what it is, it can vary between, and I I found both of those things incredibly helpful. And if I would lived closer, I would be doing it still. Okay, that's really, really helpful for me because I'm like- It can be expensive. I know. um, So look around. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's more just out of interest, what natural things are kind of- Nitrogen uh, in a tank uh, at very cold temperature. Or this one is an electronically cooled chamber that I went to. So the temperature inside the chamber is about minus 90 degrees Celsius. And you stand in the chamber for three minutes, five minutes, whatever you can handle. And you're just wearing whatever you're comfortable in, but kind of underwear or swimwear or shorts and a vest or whatever. And then you get gloves and a face mask and things like that to keep your extremities uh, protected and your feet and stuff. Um, and the whole idea behind it is that it kind of shocks your immune system into going to overdrive of healing. So it's kind of, oh, my gosh, my body is being frozen. I need to pump blood out and, and keep it alive, basically. So it kind of boosts your immune system into to healing those areas that you're struggling with. Um, at the place where I went, um, they also have local cryotherapy, which is like a little machine a with little a hose pipe type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not as cold. It's like minus 30, I think. And they can use that on particular patches. They also use it for muscle injuries and things like that for healing. Because again, it, it, it chills that area so much that the body sends loads of blood flow there to heal that area. And so it can boost healing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also I would just say as well, yeah. is it helping your healing? Just the relief when you're at the stage you're at now of that on fire feeling. It just calms that fire right down. And it is 
oh yeah so yeah if I lived closer I'd probably still be going now um because I did find it really really helpful but yeah it is expensive it's not that commonly available so it's not the easiest thing to be able to be like oh just do that it's really helpful and I'm not saying if you go you will heal it will just I found it really helpful it might cool me down which is why I'm kind of looking for (laughs) right now Um, we do have quite a lot of American listeners and I do know in America it's more readily available and the reason I actually know about it is um, at the start of lockdown I started binge watching The Real Housewives and The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills they all go for cryotherapy and if anyone wants to look at a video go on to YouTube and type in Yolanda Foster or Hadid and you can see her going through it for her Lyme disease and then she got everyone to go <laughs> and do it yeah. but like well yeah I do believe it's going to be the next big thing that comes to this (laughs) country in terms of healing because it's used for so many different things and yeah it's used for beauty uh, treatments as well anti-aging and fat loss and all sorts of things so I do think it's going to be the next big thing but yeah it's not that readily available here so it's not uh, it's not very helpful for me to be like oh yeah just go and get some cryotherapy like it's not easy but for me it was worth it yeah I found it very helpful I wish I'd found it earlier I was just thinking from our followers personally, like first announced we were going to be doing this episode, we put up a poll and we asked our followers, do you think you're going through TSW? And for those who said yes, we then asked them a second question mm-hmm. being like, do you think that you overused your steroids or did you use them with caution? We had like 90% of people who said they thought they were going through TSW said, yes, they think they overused their steroids. Mm-hmm. So it's quite an interesting thought to think that like, this is my question to you is that I don't know if you'll know the answer or if anyone knows the answer, but by the looks of things, it's caused majoritarily by overuse but there is still those Mm. cases where it's not over like any thoughts on that I don't know yeah no I think it's a really good question I think I answered your question on that poll and I said I think I started off using them cautiously and ended up overusing them because I was constantly being told you're undermanaging your eczema you're not beating it you're not get you just need to use a strong steroid for two weeks and get on top of it and then go back to a maintenance dose and I just kept saying whatever I'm doing is not managing this I'm using the creams and nothing is happening these rashes don't look like eczema they look like a heat rash to be honest I use the steroid and nothing happens on it I was getting sensitive to the sunlight so even in a car if the heat if the sun came through the windscreen on my elbow uh, on my forearm where I was holding the steering wheel I would suddenly just get so itchy I'd scratch furiously and come up in hives and I was saying this is an eczema they're not it's not responding to steroids and then I was constantly being told you're not using enough you're not using enough and it was popping up in more and more places and I I remember a time I felt like it was a form of self-harm I was just putting the steroid on aggressively like well if that's not enough how am I going to manage this and I think yeah that's where you end up is this is the thing I think people can often end up that you know they start by going to the doctor with a bit of a rash or an eczema or whatever they're given a steroid cream they stop using it it comes back either straight away or after a time and it's a little bit worse potentially they use the cream again oh it's not really working go back to the doctor oh you need to try a stronger steroid now and that continues and you keep getting worse and keep using more steroid until you think hang on a minute what I started with is nothing like what I'm dealing with now and I wish I'd never used the cream and I think that's the issue is if you use steroids successfully for two weeks and it clears up wonderful that's amazing that's great that they work like that and I've even seen friends and I've said you know absolutely if you've been prescribed it use it like that but if you come back after two weeks and it's getting worse or it's spreading at that point don't just accept another tube of steroid cream and start applying it think give it some time think if there's anything else going on that you could be addressing here because I think that's the issue is doctors are seeing us 
at this point and saying you're undermanaging it. And you think, well, hang on, if you'd seen me at the beginning, I was managing it with what you told me to do, but where am I now is nothing like that. And they just fail to see that causal link from where you started to where you end up. Yeah. And I think that's not helped by seeing so many different people. And every time they go, how can I help you today? And I go, right, it was about my skin. I had eczema as a kid. Then I do this and you have to give you a life story and they're already writing out another story giving oh well, this one will help this time or and it's just really frustrating when even when I got to the point where I wasn't just going there clueless and asking for help I was saying I've done some research I think it might be this I think I've done this no you're being silly shut up and that's honestly what I was told and I just felt completely belittled and just completely you know hopeless I almost think for me it was the opposite way because I was prescribed steroids at about seven years old I remember this is this is the thing I think about all the time like they need education in school about the use of these and stuff because I just had no idea how to use them and by the age Mm. of 16 I was using Betnovate like a bloody moisturizer on my face like Mm. that's not right but I had Mm. no knowledge until I went on Instagram and Facebook and I found all these people saying this and I suddenly thought fuck like I, no one told me this I thought I could just put it everywhere and it'd be fine you know mm. it's like sheer panic suddenly of like this overwhelming sickness when you yeah start that sinking feeling in your stomach of, and you oh think I've done this since yeah. I was seven mm. years old and I this the steroids have just got so strong so like I was putting like I said I was putting betnovate on my face constantly at 16 so I've only got stronger yeah. you know it's so so worrying to think that there are so many children like that who get prescribed them at that age and it's the same situation yeah yeah also at this point I think we should be telling our followers although if you end up in a situation like Daisy and your doctor gives you eight tubes and said this is a little bit of steroid cream that doesn't mean that you can use more because you've got so many tubes because I think I found myself using too much steroids when I was like you know what I can use more because I've got loads and it doesn't matter I'm not going to run out so you don't use it sparingly as they tell you because you're like I've got so many so I think that's something people need to remember because we've had so many people say that yes they do think they overused it just consider the fact that you use it sparingly even if you do have more because it's not like a moisturizer when you have loads of tubes you can just go crazy with it yeah and and also they they do try if you ask your gp how to use it they will give you the guidance or you can look it up i think it's you should squeeze out the tube and it should cover your first bit of fingertip and that amount should cover the palm of your hand no one arm or something. this this is where I'm, don't listen to me because I don't actually know it but there is a kind of ratio of you should use yeah. one fingertip of cream for about one arm or something like that so I don't know the, the numbers you have to look it up I think so there is yeah. guidance out there but it's just a case of everyone telling you a different thing and telling you you're not doing it right and you know if I, I never get control do I just keep using it yeah you know, it's and I very confusing. that was why I found it really frustrating I remember having a conversation with my mum not that long ago and my mum said oh your doctor at the time was really like upcoming and smart with eczema like what mm. she gave me mm. steroids what was upcoming Groundbreaking. What yeah. about that yeah like <laughs> the other thing that's just come into my mind is you know at one point I remember thinking god I wish I could just check in somewhere and say look you manage this eczema for two weeks I won't do anything you just put the amount of cream on that you think is right and see if it works because I obviously am doing this wrong yeah and actually although that's not a thing that exists necessarily but some people when they get to that point particularly if they go through TSW and and can't fight anymore and they end up in hospital and get told they've got to have steroids people are wrapped you know they have steroids all over their body and then they're wrapped up and and that's meant to help the skin absorb it and you think 
surely that goes against the guidelines you've been giving us the whole time then about using it sparingly yeah. so yeah. again you're just seeing so many contradictions in the way steroids are used and yeah. maybe there's a valid reason for that I'm, I'm I'm trying to be very fair and think maybe there's a yeah. reason but why aren't you telling us that then because all we're seeing is oh well my friend had to get steroid wrapped maybe I'll try putting steroid on and cling filming it to my skin you know these things make us desperate and if 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 they're not willing to see how desperate it makes us and intervene we're going to look elsewhere for help and that's when we can end up in real trouble uh, so yeah it's it's not good to be honest when I was living with my parents we were saying we just want to create like a kind of commune for TSW people where you can book in get given like really comfy loose cotton clothing they do juicing um, workshops they do okay. yoga they look after your wounds I they help you with sleep there's a tv room that just runs films all night so you can just go in there if you can't sleep you know this is what we need and this is something we talked about um before about how I, I did a post on this about when I looked up um heroin withdrawal because I remember lying in bed shaking violently from being feeling freezing even though I wasn't cold and I looked up heroin withdrawal because I felt like an addict coming off hard drugs and I looked up the timeline and it was like, oh yeah, the first two days are really intense with vomiting and shakes and whatever else. And then days two to six are like this. And then by day 10, the drug should be out of your system and you should be feeling a bit better or whatever. And all the while you can get support. You can check into a rehab facility where you'll be cared for and they can look out for danger and stuff like that. And I was completely horrified and just felt completely cheated because I was prescribed these drugs by a medical professional and yet now I'm going through this experience, they're washing their hands of me and denying it exists. And yet someone who has experienced a withdrawal from an illegal drug gets the support. And you just think, well, this is backwards. I mean, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have the support. Absolutely, they should, but so should we. And yeah. um, I found that a real kick in the teeth because I just thought, you know, I'm not saying you have done this to me, but this has happened as a result of the treatment I was given. And now that I've got worse, you're just, you know, at a loss, sorry, there's nothing we can do or, you know, and you wouldn't say to a heroin, heroin addict, why don't you just have a bit more heroin, that will help. Whereas we're saying steroids are the problem here. Oh, and they're saying just use more of it. I mean, if you look at it like that, you just think the mind boggles at how these people can keep saying the same thing. Anyways, I feel like this has been one of our longest episodes, but one of our most deep and enjoyable at the same time. Like, I feel like I've come out of this episode and I've learned so much. And I feel like I have more of a deeper understanding of TSW rather than just seeing images constantly. I feel like you, Harriet, have done like such justice to the topic. And I actually, I feel like I know more now and I really do understand and sympathise more. Do you want to say to our followers before you leave, any tips on steroids or anything, you know, whatever floats your boat? your final message yeah just thank you so much for having me and I hope it has been useful for people listening I hope it hasn't been terrifying but has been kind of supportive and informative there's so much to talk about on this topic and I think what you said there Katie is is really good to hear in that hearing about it from a personal perspective helps because seeing pictures can be uh, impactful but it does just look like a skin condition Whereas hearing actually how much that affects someone's life with the mental health aspects, relationship impacts, work, you know, it affects your whole way of being. And that's something you can't show through pictures. So if you do see someone struggling with a skin condition, for the love of God, don't recommend coconut oil or E45. They've probably tried it all. Just be <laughs> you know compassionate. What? I have to say, I got the best one the other day. Oh my God. Someone would send me a picture of crystals and she was like, I know your skin's really bad, but have you tried crystals? And I was like, 
fuck that's what i've been doing wrong this whole time this makes so much sense it's the crystals i mean everyone means well when they give this advice but it often comes from a place of not actually understanding what tsw is i've had people say oh yeah my hands get really dry in the winter have you tried d45 and i'm like this isn't i'm I'm just like nod and smile i think you idiot uh what i would say and i think i mean so many people have said, oh, TSW's made me a better person and stuff. And I've always come back and said, I thought I was reasonable enough as I was. I don't think I needed <laughs> to learn this. But I would say, you know, I know it's it's said a lot these days, but I just think it's so important to remember, just be kind. Like, you don't know what someone's going through. You don't know what they're up against. It might not be as simple as, oh, just use this cream or whatever. So please be mindful about what you're saying to people, particularly online. And for any of your listeners who are, either experiencing eczema or think they might be going through TSW my heart goes out to you because it's just such a misunderstood condition from the public you know oh you contagious don't touch me all this and from medical professionals just eczema it's just a skin condition and things and it's it's so much more than that so remember the other bits of yourself you're not just your skin you are you know you you might be a mum you might be a daughter you might be a you know I work for a charity so I know that that's given me a lot of value to my life when I could go back to work and feel like I was helping other people um so yeah remember those other parts of yourself and embrace them and explore them if you do have to take time off work try a craft that might keep your hands busy and keep you off scratching my mum taught me how to knit I mean I can only knit a square and I don't knit very regularly now but it (laughs) it kept my hands busy and kept my mind distracted at the worst time so yeah just remember that you know there's more to your life than this and it won't be like this forever and like we said at the start, always look for that small positive in every negative situation. No matter how small that positive, it's still a positive and something Absolutely. that you can take forward. Yeah. And in yeah. fact, it was one of my really good friends who I kind of learned that from. Whatever it might be, just try to yeah count your blessings. Gratitude can be really helpful and it can be bloody difficult when you're going through something so awful. But literally thinking, I have a house to live in. I have a someone who loves me. I have food. Even if they're tiny things really start counting them because it can just make you realize actually there's a lot to live for because this condition and I I'm not just exaggerating here but it can push you to the point where you think you don't want to go on I remember thinking each day was getting worse and worse and I thought why do I want to do this anymore you know but yeah I remember when I started to get better I said I'm not even fully healed and I feel like I've been reborn I felt like I had a complete new appreciation of life I appreciate the tiny things just probably annoy people just going like have you seen that bird look at it (laughs) stupid little things that you just appreciate so much when you've seen how awful things can be um and just keep that lifting you up really amazing thank you so much for coming on and speaking to us both harriet we both thank you for taking so much time (laughs) honestly people can can sit through the whole thing and listen to it And I guess, guys, we've only really got one last thing to say. Itch and bitch out. Itch and bitch out. Thank you for joining us today.